Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about a film that has uh, been a favourite of mine since I was a child. Um, I'm sure you are like me, um, and that um, there are films uh, from when you were a child uh, that you remember fondly, and that... uh, meant something to you when you were growing up and still means something to you uh, right now uh, at whatever age you are Um, and for me um, there's a film that has meant a lot to me since I was a boy and uh, from the first moment that I hear the the soundtrack to it it really does open up uh, a great um, waterfall of uh, of uh, memories emotions and feelings um, uh, that I can I can still remember feeling uh, from when I was a boy when I was a child when I first saw the film that I'm going to talk to you about today and um, without further ado uh, the film I'm going to be talking about today uh, is the 1978 superhero film Superman the movie uh, which was directed by Richard Donner um, and it was written by uh, Mario Puzo uh, David Newman uh, Leslie Newman and uh, Robert Benton uh, from a uh, story by Mario Puzo based on the the DC Comics character Superman uh, who uh, most people around the world are familiar with um, and this film, uh, as I was saying, uh, from the moment I saw it when I was a kid, um, this film came out in 1978 originally in cinemas, but I probably didn't watch it until seven years after it came out, um, most likely. But I, I have uh, a very um, potent memory of seeing... Superman the movie uh, when I was a very small child and I basically watched it on repeat over and over again and there's a picture of uh, myself uh, and my sister um, and uh, within this image uh, I'm wearing a Superman costume, homemade Superman costume and uh even now, um, I, I still remember watching the film um, and really looking at the the character of Superman and idealising him uh, in such a profound way because he was so um, so uh, powerful, so optimistic, so uh, 
representative of uh, hope and uh, he just wanted to help people um, and uh, he had this incredible uh, backstory to him and um, and the, the and this film for me uh, Superman the movie really does crystallize why the character of Superman is such a, a fan favorite for for people uh, who are most profoundly uh, uh, avid fans of um, of uh, DC Comics, uh, um, but also for just every uh, everyday movie goes um, and uh, Superman the movie really was a, a testament to um the the great um the great achievement and the groundbreaking achievement of not only um uh, cinematography and special effects but uh story and um this creation of a the modern mythos uh that uh, comic books uh, have played a very profound part in uh, since their their creation um, and uh, comic books are regarded by a lot of people as the one of the the modern mythoses of uh, of the 20th century uh, just as I believe uh, films are and television are and um, in in their the medium uh, where they they flourish they uh both entertain um and communicate uh, a message to people and give them give their audiences uh, a sense of of wonder a, a spark of imagination and um when i was a child there was no uh character there was no hero who sparked my imagination more than superman um who uh, um, was able to, uh, you know, defy gravity? He was able to fly. He was able to, you know, sh uh, shoot these uh, these intense uh, energy streams from his eyes, um, and he was just uh, just and this so iconic in, in so many ways. Um, and this film really does elevate, uh, and I think it elevated um superhero films um in, in a very profound way um and it said that uh, instead of talking down to to children that you could you could talk up to them you could you could introduce to them uh this great depth of character and um you could uh show superman's origin um where he came from in in a way that hadn't been done before and um mostly uh because of the the, the constraints on special effects um there are a lot of things that you can you can show in comic books and you can you can you, you can draw upon um and uh, you can you can show in a, in a picture but when it comes to a, a motion picture when it comes to um uh, uh, a film that you you have to make things look as believable as possible and uh that means that you have to have 
um, you have to shoot things in a certain way to make them look believable and even when you're talking about a a fictional character um, if you can construct a believable world around a character then you can be uh, completely sucked into the storyline of a film and uh, and really believe that uh, that uh, a man could fly uh, as was the as the as the tagline for Superman the movie um, uh, uh, said that uh, right at the end of the the one of the trailers for the movie it said that you will believe a man can fly or something along those lines and and um it's that that is a that the gift of flight for a person has been a, a dream that a lot of um a lot of people um have when they're growing up when they're kids and um the uh, the character of uh, of superman having this uh this superhuman ability um became um, a, a very great focus for a lot of a lot of people um, especially for me um, and I'm sure you you know who Superman is but um, he was a uh, he is because uh, they're still making uh, comic book um, comic book uh, series uh, featuring the, the character and they've made subsequent um, movies featuring Superman uh, made by uh, many different uh, movie um directors and producers and and writers he's been on in tv shows uh but for me uh superman the movie is the the pinnacle of uh superman uh films that have been made um because it it is so uh um believable in my opinion the character is just so accessible and you just feel this great um connection with him um but superman uh was he was um the character was originally created by uh jerry siegel an artist uh joe schuster and he first appeared in the comic book action comics number one um in uh june of 1938 um and um it's at the beginning of the film that we're we're given this date of June, nineteen thirty-eight, when the uh, the the uh, the cinematic image of the um, of the, the the curtains opening, very theatrical uh, uh, beginning, they open, and then there's this this black and white uh, image, uh, projected image of uh, of. Uh, a uh, comic book uh, image um, uh, of uh, the Daily Planet, which is uh, a, a newspaper, the, the Globe of the Daily Planet, which is a newspaper that features, uh, which is iconic and features within all of the Superman uh, tales that have been written, all the Superman stories uh, within comic books and in uh, films and in TV shows. So it's a very iconic image of this. Um, this globe uh, with the, the the name of the newspaper, the Daily Planet, on it, and we we open up with that, and it focuses in on that, and then it it we we get drawn into that image, and then we are um, directed up to the moon, and then into space, 
and that is when we are we start upon the 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 journey and the introduction um to this uh this great film and it's this at this time that we we hear the the first the the sound of the the soundtrack uh the first chords to the soundtrack of superman um the movie um uh by the one of the most incredible uh um incredible uh, composers in uh, motion picture history uh he's made some of the most iconic soundtracks to films um across the world um and that uh, and he's the one and only john williams uh who's uh um created the soundtracks um for um for star wars series of films and for um harry potter um but for me um the the music that he composed for superman the movie and that must have been the first uh time i ever heard his music and it's the, the first time i remember being captivated by a film before i even saw um that the the main images of the film uh was watching superman the mill the movie back when i was a kid and hearing this iconic and this powerful and this engrossing and this unbelievable um uh first piece of music by john williams and um even now when i when i watch it and i i hear hear this music i just get um goosebumps all over my my body because it just absolutely uh entrances me and excites me and really transports me back in time and makes me feel like i'm a kid all over again and um and uh as the music plays out over the the opening crawl of the of the film um and you do feel like you're on this uh this journey this adventure that you're being transported to um to a, a into a, a real life uh, world um, and um, at the conclusion of the of the opening of the opening credits uh, this is where we get introduced to the uh, the 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 home world of Superman um, and uh, the music once again that plays after the the credits have rolled is just absolutely iconic also um when we get introduced to this uh ice covered uh planet uh by the name of krypton um and the uh the the this uh red giant uh star that is uh krypton's sun um and um soon after we get introduced to the character of jorel uh who is uh superman's father um and uh when we first uh meet him he is passing uh judgment along with um uh some members of the kryptonian high council upon some uh criminals um uh three criminals uh who uh have been charged with uh trying to overthrow 
the the Kryptonian government, um, and uh, they they are led by um, by um, a uh, a character that is um, very uh, sadistic and uh, cruel. Um, um, and he's a character that is uh, featured in a lot of uh, Superman stories in comics and on TV shows and in uh, movies. And that is the, the character of uh, General Zod, uh, who's played by Terence Stamp in, the, uh, in Superman uh, the movie. And also in Superman uh, 2, which is a follow-up to, to this film. Um, uh, and we don't really get a... We only get a brief uh, scene with uh, with these three criminals, um, Ursa and uh, Nod, I believe the other character's name is, and General Zod. Um, but uh, we uh, we 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 find out that uh, if they are convicted, they're going to uh, they're going to hold this against uh the the council but also personally against uh Jor-El and um his heirs um um and following this uh we see uh Jor-El come uh before the uh Kryptonian High Council and it's as Jor-El stands in front of the High Council um that he uh, tells them of his uh, hypothesis, um, his belief that um, the planet Krypton, uh, that is their homeworld, will be destroyed within the next 30 days. But um, the other members of the council dismiss his claims, uh, and even another scientific advisor. Um, uh, disputes uh, Jarrell's claims and says that uh, in her belief the, the planet is just uh, shifting its orbit and that uh, there is nothing to, to fear and uh, it is this hubris it is the hubris of the, of the Kryptonian High Council that eventually leads to the destruction of uh, <coughs> excuse me, the planet and the Kryptonian civilization uh, and um, he is uh, Jor-El is is pushed by the council to to not uh, continue uh, with his uh, his uh, prognostications of this uh, doomsday theory uh, for the planet. He they tell him to to not uh, uh, spread any any of his theories because it may lead to uh, uh, world uh, panic worldwide panic among the people and he he tells them uh, Jarrell tells them that uh, neither he nor his uh, nor his wife uh, Lara will will uh, uh, make any kind of effort to to leave the planet or to, uh, to to tell anybody of uh, the destruction that he believes is going to take place. Um, 
and then following this uh we see Jarrell be reunited with his his wife and his infant son uh Kalel uh in uh his uh in a facility um where he has been seen to the construction of a crystalline uh spacecraft um that uh uh if all goes to plan will um successfully uh um transport his son to um uh, a a planet uh or somewhere else that would be a, a safe harbor for him um and to uh get him away from krypton before it uh it is destroyed um and uh he does this um, so that uh, a part of Krypton can survive. And um, when we see uh, Jorel, uh, who's played by the the great Marlon Brando, um, uh, talking to uh, his infant son, and uh, alongside his his uh, his wife Lara, played by uh, Susanna York. Uh, he he tells his son that uh, um, even though they he and his wife can't uh, join Kalel um, and leave with him, that he will he will journey far and he will go somewhere and he will um, he will benefit from having superior uh, genetics and uh, we're led to believe that uh um Jor-El, um uh knows uh where he's going to send his son it's all been set into to motion um and it's all been planned ahead of schedule and uh um this has been in the uh in the planning stages for uh a great deal of time uh, because he has been uh, uh, he's been aware of Krypton's uh, uh, destruction um, it's uh, apparent destruction uh, because of the the explosion of the of the the supergiant that is their their son it's about to go supernova uh, so he's had all this in the planning stages and uh, he's known that if he and his wife couldn't live that um, um, they would rather he, their son uh, have a future if uh, the uh, the Kryptonians on Krypton um, fail to uh, to see the evidence that is uh, right in front of them and uh, it's quite an emotional scene we see uh, Marlon Brando as uh, as Jor-El um, addressing his infant son, who's just laying peacefully in this uh, crystalline um, spacecraft, who has no knowledge and has no idea of uh, who he is and where he's going to go and uh, how important he is. Um, and uh, very soon, um, the, the the council discover that uh, Jor-El has been um, diverting uh, much needed power uh, and diverting it to the the facility where he's uh, uh, 
planning to launch um, the the spacecraft uh, with his son inside, um, and um, they they plan to go and stop him. But uh, before they can do that, the the planet um, starts to uh, suffer from the 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 gravitational effects of um, the the red giant um, uh, starting to go supernova um, in the very early stages um, the the orbit of the planet changes and it causes severe damage to uh, the city um, and the planet and uh, people Kryptonians uh, start dying as the, the structures uh, that they they live and work in start to crumble around them um, and it's at this point that uh, Jarrell um, knows that uh, uh, this is the time that um, he has to send his uh, son Kalel on his way, and that's when he starts the launch process. And uh, Kalel um, is launched uh, as his son, as um, his parents watch on and watch him leave. Um, and he manages to to leave Krypton and uh, travel uh, away from um, the. Uh, the planetary system just before um, the, uh, the the sun of um, Krypton uh, explodes and goes supernova and destroys Krypton in the process. Uh, but um, at this point, uh, Kalel is well on his way um, to Earth, um, and as he journeys to Earth. He is uh, continuously being um, being taught and being given lessons by his father via um, via a voiceover um, via the the, um, the the computer system within the spacecraft that he's traveling in, and uh, even though at some points he's um, he's uh, in zero g because there's no gravity. Uh, he ha- has this constant voice surrounding him, uh, teaching him uh, things that he uh, will need to know uh, later on in his life. Um, things about uh, the different galaxies and different uh, planets and stars, and, and also information about the um, the planet that he's journeying to, uh, which is. Uh, planet earth and about its people uh of uh, course that is uh, humanity um and um this journey that kal-el takes uh, is a long journey from uh, krypton um where krypton was to earth and um, we can see this because um when kal-el is first put in there he's a uh, still a, a child he's still an infant um but um, we see him grow steadily over time and uh, it's quite possible he could have been in there um, for months, most likely years because by the time he lands on Earth he is around the age of uh, four or five um, and, uh, and uh, when uh, his uh, spacecraft finally reaches Earth's solar system and... Uh, and uh, crashes into Earth. Um, that is when uh, Kal-el um, is introduced to uh, his new home planet, uh, his new 
family and uh, this is where he begins the, uh, the the journey of his life into becoming this uh, this man and this uh, this symbol uh, of a of a of a people who have uh, at this point died out long ago um, and uh, this is when uh, Kal-El um, lands um, in the uh, small town of Smallville in Kansas and um, this is when he now um, around the age of uh, three or four five years old uh, I think he's three years old this is when uh, he's found by Jonathan and Martha Kent uh, who are just driving along in their truck um, until they see Kal-El's uh, uh, spacecraft crash into a nearby uh, cornfield um, and uh, at the uh, the bequest of uh, Martha uh, to her husband Jonathan they decide to raise um, uh, Kal-El as their own um, and they name him Clark Clark Kent um, uh, after Martha's uh, maiden name um, and uh, then they take him home with them and they raise him as their own son Growing up with his parents, Jonathan and Martha, uh, Clark was always um, told um, that he was uh, that he was a gift that um, that he was sent to to Earth and he was given his uh, superhuman powers uh, for a reason. And um, there are many uh, points where um, Clark. Uh, shows off uh to his friends um he has a an affection for one of his uh one of his uh high school friends uh by the name of uh Lana Lang uh which is a a prominent character in the the mythos of uh Superman um and uh she's the 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 girlfriend that he uh he never got to to be with uh who lived in smallville in his hometown um but uh uh for one reason or another um uh he couldn't be with her because he had to keep his powers uh a secret um but uh and he's derided by um uh some of the other uh students at his school um uh and because he has to make out like he's uh he doesn't have any powers like he's this normal uh nerdy kid um uh but uh, on occasion he does show that he has uh some abilities um non uh in not in ways that uh would expose him completely but uh he um he uh is able to run very fast uh um in the 
the the Superman mythos. Uh, he's uh, said to be uh, faster than a speeding bullet, uh, more powerful than a locomotive, and he can jump um, jump a build a skyscraper with a, in a single bound. Um, but uh, and we see in the film in uh, Superman the movie that he he even outruns a locomotive. Um, and uh, looking out the window of this locomotive is uh, is in fact uh, his future girlfriend, uh, a future character that he will get to to meet and see later on in the film when he's when he's much older and when uh, she's much older. And that is the character of Lois Lane, who is another prominent character in the Superman mythos. Um, she becomes Superman's girlfriend and his wife, and uh, she's very important. She's uh, the character uh, appeared in every incarnation of Superman, uh, whether it's in the comics or on uh, TV, uh, in TV shows or in the movies. Uh, Lois Lane is uh, just as important as uh, Clark Kent is to to Superman. Um, but uh, and uh, we see him as I say outrun locomotive. Uh, he in fact jumps across the uh, the train tracks the locomotive uh, is on, and he races home and uh, he uh, shows off to Lana and his fellow uh, uh, students. But uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, brought put aside brought aside by his father uh, Jonathan says that uh, you know you need to remember you need to keep uh, your gifts your superpowers uh, a secret for your own good um, but uh, he knows beyond any shadow of a doubt that Clark was sent to to earth and to be with uh, um, Jonathan and Martha uh, for a reason um, but unfortunately soon after this event um uh Clark's uh, adoptive father um Jonathan um has a, a heart attack um and he just collapses um and uh this is a an event that uh um has been told many times within the Superman mythos in every incarnation in comics and uh in TV shows and movies and it's a it's a uh, very important moment for Clark because um, Jonathan was just as much of a father to to Clark as his um, as his biological father. But uh, Jonathan is the the only father that Clark has known up until this point. Um, and soon after, uh, he Jonathan Jonathan Kent's uh, death um, at the age of 18 uh, when Clark's uh, sleeping uh, alone in bed on their on the uh, the Kent farm um, he hears this call this tone coming from um, from a barn um, and when he goes into this barn um, he uh uncovers a glowing green crystal uh, that uh, that uh, was located within the remains of the spacecraft that um, 
brought him to Earth. And as a result of discovering this, um, he he tells his mother, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Martha, that he has to leave. <coughs> she says that she always knew that this day would come. And when she asks where he's going, he says he's going north. And uh, it is with this crystal, this green crystal in hand, which was a crystal that was placed into the spacecraft by his father, Jorel, just previous to his spacecraft um, successfully escaping Krypton before it exploded. With this crystal, he's, uh, Clark is compelled to uh, travel to the Arctic, uh, where he's compelled to throw this crystal uh, as far as he can into the, the icy uh, wasteland. And um, soon enough, um, after the, the crystal has, uh, has um, descended uh, into the ice, uh, a huge and impressive crystalline structure, uh, which would become Clark's and, and Superman's uh, Fortress of Solitude, uh, which is a famous structure within the, the mythos of Superman. It's uh, his um, his his uh, refuge, his uh, the place where he goes to 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 be on his own, and it resembles the architecture of Krypton because uh, it's very crystalline and very um, uh, icy looking, and um, Clark is compelled to go into it and when he enters into it uh, he is confronted um, when he puts a a a crystal another uh, clear crystal into one of the, the compartments uh, on a control panel there um, he summons the hologram of a, a holographic version of his father Jarrell in which Jarrell explains that he's his father and that Clark is uh, his son and that his real name is uh, um, Kal-El. Clark's real name is Kal-El and he comes from Krypton. Um, and he gives a very um, inspirational speech to Clark um, and tells him that he will be... Uh, he will have powers um, that uh, um, some on Earth will, some will fear, some will look to him as a source of, of hope, um, and that uh, one of the greatest things that he could do while he's on Earth is to be a, a beacon of light to shine the way for people on Earth, and after. Um, 12 years of further education by Jarrell in his holographic form um, telling him that he has a reason, the reason for being on earth is so that he can use his powers for good um, we see Clark leave uh, his fortress of solitude for the first time wearing a red and blue suit uh, with a, a red cape with the, the house of L uh, the family crest of the house of L which is uh, Jor-El's family and uh, Kal-El and now 
and Clark's family, um, biological family crest, and it is the and the symbol the of the the House of L is the the familiar symbol of Superman, the S, uh, which uh, in truth uh, um, when it's emblazoned on um, uh, Kryptonian's chest, it means they come from the House of L, and of course Superman has. Uh, this symbol this is the symbol that he's known for uh, um, synonymous with and it is emblazoned on his chest in um, yellow and red and uh, on his uh, on his cape also and after this um, he leaves the fortress and um, then we cut to the next uh, part of the, the of the film and um, that takes place within the city that is just as synonymous as uh, Superman is, and that is the city of Metropolis. Upon arriving in uh, Metropolis, um, we see uh, Clark's first day at um, the Daily Planet newspaper, um, which he's taken a job at uh, as a reporter. Um, and this is where we get introduced to uh, Clark, uh, as we uh, uh, would come to know him, uh, as this uh, mild-mannered reporter with a... Um, slick back hair and uh glasses um which he he uses as a way to uh disguise himself um from um how he looks when he's superman so um uh it's a way of uh trying to appear different um when he's um uh with other people who may recognize him um and uh, it uh, it works in um, lots of respects, um, and uh, uh, when we see him uh, um, it, as he as we come to know him as Clark Kent, uh, we see him being introduced to um, to Perry White, uh, the character Perry White, um, who is a uh, hot tempered. Um, uh, the hot-tempered uh, editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet, uh, who's played by the actor uh, Jackie Cooper. Uh, we're also uh, introduced to uh, Lois Lane, uh, who's played by Margot Kidder, uh, who is uh, the Daily Planet's um, best reporter. Um, um, we also and she's played, and um, we also get introduced to uh, Jimmy Olsen. Um, as well and um, this uh, this first meeting between um, all of the, the characters um, uh, whom uh, when asked uh, who he, he liked meeting uh, the most on his first day uh, by Lois Lane uh, Clark says that he uh, he enjoyed meeting um, Perry White um, and Jimmy Olsen uh, who's played by the actor Mark uh, McClure McClure, I should say, um, and but uh, even from this this first brief uh, meeting, you can see that um, 
uh, Clark uh, is, is, uh, has become uh, enamored with uh, Lois um, from the outset and uh, he he has to take this uh, moment where he takes this long stare at her and there's definitely a um, an instant attraction for, for Clark towards Lois um, and um, they seem to get on quite well um, um, and at the end of the day uh, they both uh, leave the Daily Planet together and um, I think uh, at this point they're going to get something uh, to eat um, but uh, not long after they, they leave the Daily Planet um, uh, both uh, Clark and Lois are uh, accosted by a, a mugger and um, who who tries to uh, uh, take uh, Lois's um, purse and he backs both um, Lois and Clark into uh, into a, um, a doorway. Um, um, and at first, uh, Clark tries to uh, to talk this mugger down, um, but uh, to to no avail. And the mugger tries to uh, get. Um, he wants. He asks Lois for her bag, but she just drops it to the ground. And Clark. Uh, acts like he's concerned about what Lois is doing and uh, um, then Lois uh, kicks the mugger and the mugger lets off a a, uh, a shot from his the gun that he has that he's been holding um, both Lois and Clark at gunpoint with and uh, he lets off a, a shot and the bullet goes straight towards both um, Lois and Clark but Clark because he can see faster than uh, the speed of a bullet and he can also move faster than the speed of a bullet he's able to cap, uh, catch the bullet before it hits either him or Lois um, and uh, but to disguise the fact that he's done this um, he makes out like he, he fades um, fakes a fainting and he, he um, falls to the ground and um Lois isn't is uninjured of course but uh, she turns to to Clark momentarily and she's she's concerned about uh, his well-being but uh, uh, he just says oh I just fainted and um, and then uh, not long after um, Lois and, and Clark leave the the alleyway where they were accosted by this mugger and uh, we see that Lo uh, Clark did in fact uh, cap catch the bullet Um and he gives a little smirk uh, because he he uh, was able to uh, to mask uh, his uh, saving of Lois. Um, and he drops the, the bullet to the ground, and um, but uh, and then he he says that uh, he asks Lois why would she do what she did uh, for the all the contents that are in her purse, which he. Um, accurately describes um which lois is kind of taken aback by that she he actually gave a an accurate description of everything in her purse and she asked how did you know that and he just said, oh lucky guess um but of course uh if you know uh, of uh, superman's many powers uh as well as um uh having uh, heat vision and having the ability to to move faster than a speeding bullet and to fly he also has x-ray vision so he's able to see inside uh, and see the contents of things um 
with uh, uh, quite a, a bit of ease. Uh, and then uh, following this, uh, we get introduced to the main antagonist of uh, of um, Superman the movie, and also the main antagonist to uh, of Superman in all the comics and in all the uh, all the other uh, appearances, uh, whether, in, whether it's on TV or in movies, and uh, um, we get introduced to him. Um, by following the uh, the character of uh, Otis uh, as he walks through uh, uh, Metropolis, um, and uh, then we uh, come to the next part of uh, the film. We follow the character of uh, Otis, uh, who's played by the the, uh, the actor Ned Beatty, um, down to the uh, Metropolis Underground, um, which he is being um, unknown to him, being followed by some uh, Metropolis um, PD officers uh, because they believe that he uh, is the henchman of um, the. Uh, one of the, as they're described as the, one of the greatest criminal minds of our time, and that is the the main antagonist of Superman the movie and of a lot of uh, Superman stories, um, and that is the the character of Lex Luthor, uh, who's played by Gene Hackman, the great Gene Hackman, um, who is uh, Superman's nemesis. Um, and um, who uh, has uh, made a, uh, a a home for himself uh, underneath uh, uh, Sixth Avenue uh, within Metropolis? Um, this uh, this very lavish uh, subterranean uh, hideout um, uh, from where he is uh, plotting to. Um, seize control of uh, we come to discover seize control of some uh, nuclear weapons um, that uh, are due to be uh, due to be tested thanks to his um, uh, his uh, um, influence um, in some way shape or form um, um, and we also get uh, introduced to the character of uh, uh, Miss Tess Marker, um, who's played by uh, Valerie uh, Perrin, uh, who is Lex's girlfriend uh, and also his uh, his accomplice, uh, but she um, she doesn't really um, agree uh, with what uh, Lex plans to do, but she just goes along with him for a lot of the, uh, what he does. But uh, she has some very serious uh, reservations um uh and gene hackman is just uh great uh, in the character of lex luthor he he really does add a um a lot of gravitas to the to the character and he's um uh he 
he has this great ego um and uh he says that uh um if his father could see him now that he would uh uh really look down upon him uh with great esteem considering he came from humble beginnings and to where he is now um and uh yeah he's a great a great character and uh, throughout the film he becomes even more prominent and we see how ruthless he actually is um especially when uh he and uh clark um superman uh come face to face with one another um and uh yeah he's a great great actor um and uh when he faces off against uh Christopher Reeve Superman he he really does uh he really just uh show just how good of an actor he is and what a great character Lex Luthor is but in this um incarnation of Lex Luthor he he wears a a, a hairpiece um and a lot of the um incarnations of Lex Luthor he's usually um a bald um um, and as we see at the end of the film, he he is in fact bald, but he just wears a hairpiece to uh, um, maybe he maybe because he's uh, insecure about his baldness uh, to some degree. Um, and then following this, uh, we go back to uh, the day planet, and it's the end of another day, um, uh, and which uh, um, at which point. Uh, both Clark and Lois are uh, uh, ending their their work day, um, uh, but uh, and leaving for the day. Uh, but we can see Clark; he's still uh, looking, uh, has having this long gaze towards Lois, and uh, he's uh, definitely becoming besotted uh, with her um, to a greater degree. And this leads to the events of the um, the next part of the film, um, in which we see Lois um, in uh, uh, mortal danger at one point, um, and that's the that is the next part of the film. Next, uh, we see Lois uh, become involved in a uh, helicopter uh, mishap, um, uh, in which uh, she she boards the the helicopter and she she originally is just planning to just get in the helicopter from the the rooftop of uh, the Daily Planet and travel to uh, Metropolis Airport um, to meet the uh, the president uh, who was going to arrive uh, via Air Force One. Um, but uh, one of the the cables uh, becomes um, uh, uh, gathered around the the uh, the undercarriage of the the helicopter, and um, it leads the helicopter to be um, uh, to go uh, careering over the side of the building. Um, and uh, Lois is uh, of course terrified by this, and the 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 helicopter pilot is knocked unconscious and. Uh, there's a point where uh, Lois is literally hanging from um, the uh, the uh, the seat belts um, that were uh, uh, 
around her her waist but she's having to uh hold on to for dear life uh while she's hanging um above the uh day planet um and could at any moment fall to her death um and uh soon after this mishap happens we see clark leaving daily planet building um which he, he looks down at one point he sees a hat that's on the on the ground he he looks up just as he sees that a lot of the uh um there's a crowd surrounding the daily planet they're looking up as well and he sees the helicopter hanging there and he uh realizes that it's in fact lois that's in um um in trouble and this is when um uh, uh clark's instincts um uh kick into gear and he realizes that this is the time when he needs to reveal himself uh um to the world um and it's when we see him rush off and then um quickly change into uh his uh superman um uh, costume that he's wearing underneath his uh, his suit. Uh, he goes into a uh, revolving door of one of the buildings, and he immediately um, transforms uh, into the the Superman. Um, uh, how we we know he uh, appears in his uh, red, blue, uh, and uh, yellow color palette, um, and then we see him take off from from the street um to go and um save lois uh just as she's falling from the helicopter as she loses her grip um and he captures uh, catches her uh before um she she hits the ground um and um soon enough the the helicopter also loses um um its place uh on the edge of the day planet and it starts falling also down to down to the ground but uh superman uh uh say clark um uh cap catches the helicopter before it hits the ground and uh this is the the first um encounter between uh lois and superman um as she she names him in an article that she she writes after this event this harrowing event um and um very quickly uh clark um um sets down the the helicopter back on the the roof of the day planet and he he has a brief conversation with lois uh in which she asks uh who are you and he just simply says that he's a friend um uh, as well as uh, also reassuring her that uh, statistically speaking um, flying is still the safest way to travel um, but um, as a result of this Lois is shaken and confused and probably uh, in a state of uh, being smitten by this uh, this new out of this world uh, hero superhero who is just not only uh, saved her but uh, has uh, shown um, that there are uh, these extraordinary heroes uh, to be to be to be found uh, in the world and um, but uh, at this point um, Clark doesn't uh, stay around for too much longer um, and he 
takes off uh, and flies uh, away from Lois uh, after saying a uh, brief goodbye to her and then he flies uh, above the city and amongst the clouds um, and he's uh, led to uh, uh, another skyscraper uh, where he thwarts um, uh, a, a jewel thief who is attempting to scale the building um, and then he captures the, the robbers and who uh, uh, attempt to, to flee police and uh, he uh, uh, he uh, uh, deposits um, them um, to the police uh, following their uh, their getaway uh, uh, upon a, uh, a cabin cruiser um, on uh, Wall Street he also see him uh, rescuing a, a girl's cat from a tree uh, and he also saves uh, Air Force One after a lightning strike uh, destroys an engine and he takes the place of the engine and uh, is able to to guide Air Force One and uh, the president into uh, Metropolis Airport, um, and as a result of this, uh, uh, the Cape Wonder, um, as he's called, uh, becomes an instant celebrity, um, and uh, uh, soon after, um, Superman. Uh, visits Lois at her penthouse apartment um, uh, the next night actually and uh, um, then he takes her for a a flight um, allowing her to interview him for an article uh, which leads her to name this this new uh, uh, superhero uh, as Superman and uh he uh this is where uh clark is um begins his his journey and is able to to really use the uh the gifts uh that uh he has and that his father uh Jor-El wanted him to use uh for the benefit of uh humanity and uh, of course that's the reason why he was sent to earth um in the first place to be this source of hope and to give um people um a beacon of uh light the personification of 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 light uh amongst the darkness uh um and a, a hero to to root for and uh someone who could be there for humanity when they they need him the most um and then uh from this um on this, the next part of the film, uh, we go back to um, the uh, the the machinations of uh, Lex Luthor and uh, what he has uh, uh, in store uh, to uh, um, to uh, try and um, threaten um, the uh, the world with his uh, diabolical. Uh, plan for uh, world domination (laughs) 
as a result of uh, Lois's uh, interview with uh, Clark, uh, aka Superman, um, uh, after which she and uh, and he uh, take a romantic flight uh, above the the city of uh, Metropolis through the clouds, um, in which Lois becomes even more besotted. Um, by Superman uh, with every passing second. Um, following this, she uh, publishes uh, a, a story on Superman, um, which the headline of uh, on the front page of the Daily Planet reads, I spent the night with uh, Superman. And uh, during this, uh, she uh, reports everything that Superman uh um, communicated to her that uh, he can see um, he has x-ray vision but he has trouble seeing through lead um, uh, that he comes from Krypton um, that he comes from a, another galaxy <clears throat> um, uh, and as a result of this uh, um, the world uh, including uh, the diabolical Lex Luthor um, uh, discovers uh, um, and uh, comes to con- discovers uh, uh, who Superman is and comes to the conclusion, the immediate conclusion that he is a threat to him and uh, his uh, his plans. Um, and as he does more uh, investigation into Superman's origins, um, that he. Uh, um, and the, the destruction of um, Superman's um, home planet Krypton, he deduces that a the recent discovery of a meteorite, um, uh, which uh, uh, is green and uh, appears to be uh, radioactive, um, um, must have uh, originated from Krypton, and as a result of Krypton's uh, destruction, and that it its uh, radioactive properties would have a deleterious effect on Superman's uh, biology, his uh, um, physiology. Um, and he uh, tells his accomplices, uh, Otis and uh, Miss Tessmarker, um, that he plans to, to use this kryptonite against Superman so that he can uh, remove... Um, Superman from uh, the potential of stopping him from um, uh, carrying out his plans and um, to do this um, they set about to uh, uh, stop a uh, US naval uh, nuclear missile um, that is uh, due to be tested um, uh, he buys uh, hundreds of acres of worthless uh, desert land um, and he reprograms uh, out with the help of Otis and uh, Miss Tessmarker two of the missiles to donate in the San Andreas Fault uh, because he knows that Superman would uh, attempt to stop um, to, to stop this uh, so he's using this uh, this potential detonation to lure Superman um, uh, but uh, in as well he's trying to lure Superman to his uh, underground uh, hideaway uh, 
uh, under the streets of uh, Metropolis so that he can use the uh, the kryptonite uh, which is uh, what he calls the uh, the the pieces of um, of the meteorite that came from Krypton um, to cause harm to Superman and uh, potentially uh, to kill him um, uh, when he's uh, in uh, close proximity to it when he's uh, got a lot of exposure from it um, and um, that's when uh, we see Lex Luthor um, at the same time that uh, they, they cause the the uh, the um, the apparent uh, exp- uh, um, earthquake um, along the San Andreas Fault. He also lures uh, Superman to his lair via a um, a frequency that uh, only Superman will be able to hear because he has this exceptional hearing um, uh, on a on a frequency that uh, only dogs could potentially hear because it's so. Uh, uh, underneath the uh, the normal um, human um, frequency, I've been able to uh, I've been able to hear, and uh, Superman is led to Lex's uh, underground uh, lair, um, and he's exposed to uh, the kryptonite, and as soon as he is, um, it uh, weakens Superman uh, greatly. And uh, so we see Lex uh, taunt Superman um, and tell him about the second second missile uh, that he uh, has reprogrammed and he plans uh, to um, have uh, uh, detonate um, uh, east uh, towards a, a random target, uh, which is uh, the of uh, Hackensack in uh, New Jersey. Um, and um, as a result of discovering this, uh, Miss Tess Marker, um, who uh, tells Lex that her uh, mother lives in Hackensack, um, she's uh, horrified by this by this discovery. Um, but uh, Lex just um, brushes off her concerns and doesn't really care about Miss Tess Marker or her mother. And he leaves Superman to die. Um, um, and, uh, um, but knowing that uh, Superman would keep his word if uh, she asked, uh, Miss Tessmarker uh, tells Superman that she will help him um, uh, under the condition that he will help. Uh, and stop the eastbound missile from destroying Hackensack. Um, and uh, after this, we see Superman be freed, and he uh, leaves uh, Lex's lair and heads uh, east uh, to the the missile, um, and uh, is uh, successful in uh, sending the missile into outer space. Um, but uh, as a result of having to divert the, the missile, he uh, consequently um, uh, this prevents him from uh, reaching the, the westbound missile 
that explodes uh, on the San Andreas Fault, uh, which causes this massive earthquake um, that erupts across California, uh, damaging the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, breaching the Hoover Dam where uh, Jimmy Olsen is. He's taking pictures. Um, and it also stops Superman from... Um, from uh, uh, from being there to save Lois, who is in a car just after she's uh, um, done an interview with a Native American um, man, and she's she's uh, uh, heading along a highway, but because of the earthquake, she's it it, um, it causes the road to give way underneath her, and her car gets uh, pinned underneath the earth and um, um, and uh, while Superman is busy saving other people um, Lois's car falls into this crevice uh, from one of the aftershocks uh, of the, the earthquake and it traps her um, and the crevice fills with dirt and debris um, and uh, unfortunately she suffocates uh, before Superman can reach her in time um, and she apparently uh, dies uh, to the uh, extreme anger of uh, Superman for being un- unable to, to save her in time. As a result of not being able to save Lois in time, um, I was saying Superman is so angered that he screams out, um, and um, he, he flies off, uh, trying to search for a reason, something that he could p- perhaps do to to to. Um, to, to turn back and to to be redeemed for uh, what he allowed to happen and while he's flying amongst the clouds uh, he hears these messages from both of his fathers uh, both Jor-El, his biological father and um, Jonathan Kent, his adoptive father um, one saying, Jor-El saying it is forbidden to interfere with human history um, and uh, Jonathan Kent saying that you were here for a reason um, and uh, he listens to his adoptive father and he decides to use all the powers at his disposal and his gifts um, and with these um, he flies uh, into orbit above the earth and uh, flies around the Earth at um, uh, extreme speed, accelerating so fast that he's able to travel back in time to a point several minutes uh, before Lois um, uh, died as a result of the aftershocks of the earthquake that hit the San Andreas Fault. Um, and he's able to undo the damage caused by the missile and the earthquake and he 
then um, finds himself arriving at Lois's car, uh, which is in complete uh, um, working order, and well, uh, she's still unable to to start it because that was one of the problems. He was stuck in the the place where she was because she couldn't start it. Uh, but uh, Superman reaches her and he greets her and uh, he asks her if uh, she's okay and says, well, uh, apart from my car, but that's what you get when you, you, you rely on a man of steel, uh, which is uh, a phrase that's used to describe Superman as uh, the man of steel. Um, and soon enough, uh, Jimmy Olsen uh, comes uh up the road um, after uh, he'd been saved by Superman um, the he, uh, while he was uh, stood on the uh, of, uh, the Hoover Dam um, he almost fell to his death if it wasn't for Superman uh, saving him as well as all the other people um, um, and then uh, after this uh, Superman bids both Jimmy and uh, Lois farewell and he flies off into the sky because um, he says he has uh, something else uh, to do and um, then the last scene of, uh, of the film uh, um, we see uh, Superman delivering both uh, Lex Luthor and uh, Otis to uh, the prison um, um, at which time uh, Lex uh, uh, declares himself the greatest uh, criminal mind of all time and then, uh, after being farewell to the, the prison warden there, to leaving Lex and Otis, he flies off into orbit, and we get the uh, the iconic shot of Superman in orbit, just as the sun rises uh, above the, the Earth below, and we get that uh, iconic um, view of Superman, um, personified by the great, um, late great uh, Christopher Reeve. Um... And then we're led into the uh, the end credits, and uh, by the incredible music once again of uh, John Williams. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to say yet again, what uh, an incredible, incredible film. Um, to me, um, Superman would have to be considered as one of the greatest films ever made. One of the greatest. Um, it uh, is absolutely a phenomenal story about a an absolutely incredible and phenomenal character, um, and the way that it was told, um, and the the expertise that was shown by all departments of the filmmaking um, process uh, really did do add to making this a film that is so accessible to so many people of so many ages. Um, and it really was a part of the reason why I became so compelled by the character of Superman and why um, when I was younger he was the the hero that I, I looked up to and uh, he was my favourite superhero of, uh, of them all and uh, a good reason for this was the portrayal of him by, as I say... Um, Christopher Reeve and to me uh, no matter who else takes on the mantle of playing the character of uh, Clark Kent um, and Superman I don't think anybody could 
ever truly compare to what Christopher Reeve did and um, he was just uh, um, an astonishing and incredible actor who played both Clark Kent the mild-mannered reporter Clark Kent and Superman that that, that dual role so perfectly that uh, yeah no one else could ever compare to him and um, yeah and uh, Marlon Brando's portrayal of Jor-El Superman's biological father um, died on Krypton and he was able to save his son before uh, their home world uh, was de- destroyed it was great great um, great role um, he really did embody the, the gravity and the the integrity of uh, being uh, Superman's father and of course Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor really is just uh, just a, a role that uh, I'm sure so many people, so many actors wanted to do, and they would have uh, done anything to to have uh, had the opportunity to to become that character. But uh, in my opinion, Gene Hackman just uh, knocks it out of the park, and he, I don't think anyone really could have played uh, Lex Luthor as uh, as uh, brilliantly as he does, and. Um, um, Glenn Ford as uh, Jonathan Kent. Uh, he he's not in it for not in the film for a lot of the time. Um, he's only in it when Clark is very young and uh, growing up in Smallville. But the impression that he makes upon Clark is something that um, really stays with him, and you, you can truly tell that uh, when Clark lost him, he really did lose someone who was integral. Um, and uh, who was influential in who Clark would become later on in life and uh, the the fundamental um, precepts that Superman uh, stands for, which is uh, truth, justice, and the American way. Um, Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, um, also incredible actor. Um, she, she really did... Uh, um, embody Lois Lane um, and uh, there was a, a lot of uh, apparently there was a lot of uh, actresses uh, considered for the role including uh, uh, Suzanne Blakely Stockard Channing um, Leslie Ann Warren um, but uh, in my opinion um, I really don't think anyone could have played Lois Lane like uh, Margot Kidder and I don't Margot Kidder excuse me and I don't think anyone has um subsequently um and uh terence stamp uh, who we only just get a brief uh scene with here uh who of course turns up in superman 2 which was um filmed um simultaneously with uh, superman the movie which is also a great movie um not a great other other um actors um jackie cooper as i mentioned as perry white and he continues to play the character, uh, played the character throughout all of the the films that um, uh, Christopher Reeve uh, starred as uh, Superman. Um, but yeah, what a great, just a great film, and what a great testament to uh, incredible story, incredible filmmaking. And um, as I was saying before, the the, the modern mythos of the the 20th century which is um cinema 
and uh, I think that's why for a lot of people Superman is considered to Superman the movie is considered to be such um, not only a great movie but one of the best superhero movies ever made because the of the 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 the, the heart the story the the realism that you you feel and you sense and the emotions that you feel from all the characters and the way that you become so invested in the the characters and their plight and um and like i say it's 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 down to the writing down to the the directing down to the cinematography but a lot of it's down to um the actors uh, the acting and especially uh christopher reeve um and uh it's a great loss um that we 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 no longer have him with us um in the world and uh and this is the film that really made him so well known so such a, a household name and uh it also made him synonymous uh with not only the character but uh with being this great testament of uh and this beacon of of hope and he was a he was a great not only a great actor but a great man and um and um i like to think that the that he really um he really is in, uh, embodied within one of the greatest fictional characters ever ever created superman um who of course is this um is uh, uh an immigrant uh, it's the immigrant story comes from another planet and he comes to america to and he he, he stands for all that uh, makes america great and uh he really is a symbol for for not only america but the the world and the 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 the, the, the best of humanity and uh and um that's one thing that uh when you think about christopher reeve and and in the way that he played superman you you really do get that from from uh from his acting and from the way that he uh from his characterization of uh of uh superman and uh and clark but yeah um and i could go on talking about superman the movie for for hours um i mean it's such an important film for me growing up um and having seen it uh just recently it still does stand the test of time as uh one of my favorite films um it really is such a um a wonderful um phenomenal film that really does leave a, a very um warm place uh in my heart um and a real sense of hopefulness um that uh these days um is uh, a struggle to find but um superman the movie um is one of those movies that has the gift um running all throughout it to be able to um inspire hope in people and give them a reason to to, to think back upon uh, better times in their life, maybe when they were uh, a young boy, like it does for me, and think of a to think of a, a simpler time, a better time, and um, uh, and it, uh, 
makes us imagine what a world would be like if we were lucky enough to have uh, a superhero like Superman within it. Uh, what would uh, the world look like and uh, who would we be as a, uh, as a species if we were able to, to look to someone as... Um, as pure and as uh, as heroic as Superman to to guide our way, and uh, I can definitely say that uh, at this point, um, at uh, and especially um, more so than at any other time in recent history, we all need a hero to 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 look to and guide our way. And uh, it would be really great if uh, someone just like Superman were able to to rise above us all and tell us the way that she we should uh we should act and and be um yeah but that's a um uh a dream that uh everyone wishes uh would come true but yeah i think i'm gonna leave it there for now um waffled on for long enough um but i've been talking about a great movie uh, I'm sure if you you listen to this, you may have uh, seen Superman the movie. You may be aware of how great it is already, but uh, maybe you, if you need some refreshing about just how incredible it is, then um, I would uh, definitely recommend that you pick up a copy of uh, Superman the movie on DVD or maybe stream it online somewhere, uh, wherever you can, because um, I'm totally guarantee to you that uh, it will give you uh, a newly refreshed sense of hope just as it has within me and um and uh yeah you uh, you won't be sorry uh for seeking out this this film that is uh is uh one of the greatest films ever made in my opinion and um a film that uh uh is uh much needed and we would all benefit from watching over and over again whenever we feel the need to um, uh, have our imagination sparked and have our hope uh, reignited within us. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to leave it there for now. I just want to say thank you for listening. I uh, hope you like what you heard. And I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to... Uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet 
and uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated. Um, but uh, as I was saying, I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode, um, and I'll talk to you again soon.